This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Dojo Live, connecting tech experts like you. In today's edition, we're going to have a very interesting topic and a very special guest. But first, my name is Dulce, and I'm broadcasting live from Hermosillo. And also, we have our very special co-host. We have Tulio Siragusa from Los Angeles. Hi, Tulio. Hi, Dulce. Hi, everyone. And we also have Carlos Ponce from Mexico City. Hi, Carlos. Hi there. Good to and, have you here, Dulce. And we have Mariel from Chihuahua. Uh, she's going to be joining us today uh, for the first time in Dojo Live. So welcome, Mariel. Hi. Thank you. Okay. So now, uh, yeah. No, no, Sorry. I said cool. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to introduce our host today, uh, or uh, very special guest today, uh, which is Matthew Bellows. He is the founder and board chair of Jazzware. Jazzware um, is an all-in-sales technology toolkit used by enterprises and for half million people uh, in around the world. So thank you, Matthew, for joining us today. Hope you have um, a lot of fun with us today. We're going to be asking you questions and knowing, knowing more about you and your company. So uh, before we talk about uh, today's topic, um, I would like for you to introduce to our audience um, Matthew, just a couple of words before the topic. All right, thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on Dojo Live. It's great to be here and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, I'm Matthew Bellows. I'm the, as you said, the founder and currently the board chair of Yesware. Uh, until this August, for the first eight years of the company, I was the CEO of Yesware and uh, just recently promoted our COO to be CEO. So um, happy to talk about that transition or what it's like to um, bootstrap a company. Our first company was bootstrapped um, or raise money for a company or yes, where is venture backed or whatever else is on your mind today. Awesome. So, well, today's topic, you choose the future of sales authentic at scale. Why did you choose this topic? So I, I have been a salesperson for most of my career, both as a quota carrying, bag carrying sales rep, and also as a sales leader, and as a CEO, uh, you're sort of the chief salesperson of the company anyway. And um, so over the many years of doing sales, and you can tell because my hair is getting shorter, it's been many years, um, you know, the, the challenge is always how do you, um, how do you connect with people? How do you communicate with people? How do you build authentic relationships with people? Um, in order to see if there's mutual uh, business opportunity there. That, in a sense, is what sales is. But there's a, there's a need to grow and a need to grow faster. And there are ways to apply technology to that problem, like Yesware does. And so there's this natural tension between being authentic and communicating enough to get enough interest to grow your business. And so I wanted to talk about that tension and particularly how the combination or a certain approach to software can help solve that problem. Oh, great. That's great. I'm, I'm very curious to get right into it, uh, Dulce. Uh, so 
been in sales marketing strategy for the, almost 30 years. So uh, totally understand my hair is getting short too. But um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and you're right. I mean, it is all about having authentic, memorable conversations uh, where you're not just sounding like another me too. Hey, would you like to do business with us? And um, and that's always a challenge. And there's different things we've done. So I'm curious from your perspective, what was that moment where you say, you know what? I've got an idea and I got to bring this out there because this works. Uh, what gave birth to Yesware? Well, the, the inspiration originally for Yesware was that uh, I was a sales VP uh, running a small sales team, closing big deals very infrequently. And yet every three months I had to stand up in front of my board and I had to say, you know, here's what we're going to close next quarter. Here's my 30, 60, 90 day pipeline. And so the process of putting that slide together was a complete nightmare, right? I was talking to the sales reps, talking to the prospects, trying to sort of measure and guess what, where these deals were and what they're actually going to come in. And it just felt very, very much um, like uh, throwing darts at a dartboard as opposed to, you know, a science of measuring where things actually were. And so I was seeking the data for the sales process. And it turns out that a lot of the data is already in email and calendar. And so I thought, how do we integrate software into email and calendar such we can get access to that data? So that's not really particularly about authentic at scale. That's really about trying to understand the underlying activity data behind sales and, and marketing and customer support and success um, from the unstructured data that's there. But where we got to very quickly was once we realized, hey, if we help salespeople do their job better, then they're going to make more money. And if they make more money, they're going to give us some of it. So we're going to have a company. If they give us some of it, there's going to be this constant pressure to automate, 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 which, you know, which I think we've seen where the number of B2B spam emails are up, the number of like generic email blasts that go out are up. The number of robocalls that go out, you know, to your cell phone or your home phone at dinner time are up, and all of this is fundamentally unsatisfying and actually damaging to people's brands and careers. So the question then became, well, how do we apply technology appropriately to this problem so that salespeople can be more successful and make more money without destroying their reputation, their company's brand, and the and the prospects, uh, you know, attention span. Okay, so um, that's not, first of all, I have to acknowledge that it's rare to hear someone actually talk about it and acknowledge how salespeople are what I call coin operated. Yeah, <laughs> you got coins in the machine, right? So it's refreshing to hear a founder say, "If they make money, then we'll they'll share some of that with us." So from that perspective, uh, that you've just got a fan for sure. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> So, so uh, just just help us understand, if you don't mind, you know, how does it actually help a salesperson be more productive or more effective? What are some of the capabilities that the software brings to bear? Sure, sure. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, I'm going to tell you some things, but the best way for you to understand this is just to experience it. And so the way that we make that easy is we say, go to yesware.com, Y-E-S-W-A-R-E.com, and just download the free trial and install it in your Outlook or in your Gmail and see if it works for you. 
Now, we, we have put a lot of effort into making sure you don't need to read a lot of manuals and go to training classes and do all that stuff to get value out of it. But, um, you know, the real thing is going to be for you, does it work? But I'll give you a preview of your experience and tell you some of the things you're going to experience, although there's too many features to, like, list them all. The first, the first feature that we really really hit it with, the, the, the feature that we built that actually made salespeople light up was basically email analytics. So I believe we were the first company to add uh, email tracking to one-to-one -one emails. And what, what that means is that when you install our software into your email box and you send an email to a prospect, you see that they opened the email and you see that they are located in a certain you know, geographical area. You see the platform that they're on. So if they're checking their cell phone as opposed to answering on their desktop computer, you can even see sometimes like, do they click a link? Do they download a document? Do they read no slide number five for five minutes? Like there's a tremendous amount of insight that we give to the salesperson to understand how their prospects are interacting with their messages. And that's really the sort of first aha moment that happens when people try Yes for. They're like, oh, suddenly I know this person's interested. They're coming back to my message. They're downloading my proposal, et cetera, et cetera. As opposed to, hey, they're not interested. I'm just going to leave them alone. Okay, so if I've got an account-based marketing strategy and I've got a lead gen team, I can essentially, what you're saying, begin to score the quality of an opportunity based on the interaction they have or lack thereof an interaction with that. Can I then learn based on that, like where there's more likely to get better conversion, i.e. people open on their mobile phone or on their desktop or from home or from the office? What are some of those insights that can help uh, if you're a sales leader, really get better about uh, how to how to tackle the marketplace. So we we just posted a, a new uh, free website, which is all about what time to send your email, um, because time and the time that you send it actually has a tremendous uh, impact on whether it's going to get opened and whether it's going to get replied to. And based on your location and your prospect's location, that really matters. So we'll put a link in the show notes to this um, this new tool. Um, but that would be one example of if you're based in Mexico City and you're selling to someone in New York City, what would be the optimum time to send that mail? And then we have technology that allows you to queue it up to be sent at that time as opposed to, uh, you know, you having to stay up until three in the morning to send it at midnight New York time or whatever it is. Okay. So it takes into consideration that sometimes sales guys forget to put things on their calendar to follow up. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, so I, I can very clearly say there's a whole other feature. Yeah, I know. There's a whole other feature. Have you um, What? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Tulio, it's just yeah. that uh, we have a question coming in from 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 the, from uh, someone from the team actually. Uh, okay. Can I can I step in real quick? To yeah, yeah, just please, please. It? yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah, we have a question actually. She's one of our uh, teammates, and, and this is from Sandra Vasquez. And Sandra, thank you for, for watching and also for asking your question. So, Matthew, uh, Sandra, one of our teammates from the sales and marketing team, she's asking, uh, let me just put on my glasses here, and she's, this, is what, this is her question. She says, um, customer success isn't just measured in 
transactions, but in the lifetime and network value of each business relationship. In a spam-filled business world, you know, how would you say that Yesware contributes to this? Uh, contributes to building the genuine relationships in the long term. In, in the lifetime and network value of each business relationship. So um, that is an awesome question, and that applies, yeah. I think, both to salespeople and to customer support people, and to BDRs, and to you know any any basically externally facing professional. So the the essence of it, and the essence of authentic at scale, is to apply technology such that you can be personal. Be relevant, be knowledgeable about the other the the recipient of your message, and still communicate effectively, often enough and quickly enough and efficiently enough that um, that you know you could hit your your numbers. So a whole big feature set of Yesware is about integrating data sources from other places on the web to put it right where you're already doing your work. So um, for example, we have an integration with LinkedIn. Um, I wonder if I can show it to you. If I do, you mind if I share my screen? No, we don't. We don't mind at all. You can actually doodle it, show it to the camera. <laughs> uh, screen share. If I if I share if I share my screen, will the camera pick it up? Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, okay. So here we are. Um, you can see my Gmail now. Yes. Yeah, if you just expand it, if uh, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, right here. Hold on one second. Perfect. There right. you go. So, oh. um, so what you see here is my my Gmail interface with the Yesware functionality built into it. You can see this bar across the top, which has these different features into it. And I'm not going to go into all of them because it would take too long. But to this point, um, you can see this tab is my Salesforce integration. So all mm -hmm. of my Salesforce data can go here, and if if you were an ex if Carlos was an existing lead or contact in Salesforce, all that data would be pulled out of Salesforce and displayed here. Um, similarly, here's our LinkedIn integration. So here's your LinkedIn uh, page, and I can save that to Sales Navigator. I can read more about it. I can see all your connections. I can see our four shared connections. Um, I can see related leads, etc. So that when we're calling. It's very, very easy for me to go here and be, and ha make sure the information that you and I talk about is relevant. I can see your background, et cetera. We're trying to place all this stuff right in the in the workflow of the sales or customer success professional. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I'm loving this. I want to I want to just see if I can. Go, uh, go back with the full screen. What are the platform that it integrates with, Matthew? Is it just Salesforce or like HubSpot and others, or is that on the on roadmap? So it integrates with Salesforce um, at an API level and LinkedIn uh -huh. at an API level. And then it also integrates with um, most other CRMs um, at sort of a, at a, at a simpler but easier to use level. Okay, so if my email is integrated, for example, with HubSpot, it automatically would, by nature, integrate with that somehow. Yeah, yeah, you can you can okay. you can set it up, and we have online tutorials to send your emails into into HubSpot um, from Yesware. But we were talking earlier, if you don't mind, you were saying like salespeople forget what what it is they're supposed to do next. 
Right. Well, um, I mean, there's studies that like 70% of the opportunities just die because people didn't follow through. I, I can't yeah. tell you many times I got a LinkedIn contact, give the person an email and phone number, never hear from them. Like, I just, I was just there for you to go and follow up with me. <laughs> right. I wanted to talk to you, actually. I, I, like I said yes, but you didn't follow up. And isn't that interesting? I mean, that's okay. kind of the so, point. If you, if you get, if you get, if you start talking more to the people who actually want to talk to you, then you don't have to spam as much because you're reaching out to people who are already want to be engaged with you. So we have this feature set called campaigns, which enables you as an individual salesperson to put together your sales methodology. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but what it does is basically say, if you have a, a, a sales approach that says, first you research the lead, then you send a particular introductory email with relevant value added points. Then if you don't hear back from them in three days, you call them and here's the script that you, you say, et cetera, et cetera. You can stretch that out and have a whole you know, 50 touch campaign or 10 touch campaign. Um, what that all results in is just this very easy to do to-do list. So you can see here's my, um, there, the, I sent this email, he was out of office at the time. I've got to reschedule this email because he was not there. He was, he was on the plane out of office. Then my next to-do, so I'm gonna say, uh, skip this touch. My next action is I'm going to keep in touch with Glenn Stanford and I'm going to check his check news on his company because the next thing for next best thing for me to do is to research this lead. And then I'm going to snooze that because I, I, I don't feel like talking to Glenn right now. Instead, I'm going to talk to Nepal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I have a now a smart to do list that helps the salesperson keep up to speed with um, all the tasks on their list and then and then tell them what's most effective and what's not. Amazing. There's, there's a ton of stuff within Yesware. So again, this is like a little scratch the surface thing, but I'm totally resonated with what you're saying about how hard it is for salespeople to keep on top of all the different tasks they do, especially when they're trying to operate at scale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is very timely for us as well. We're actually looking at this stuff. That's this offline conversation. With that. Yeah. I'm very interested. But uh, the other question I had is, um, you know, one of the challenges is always trying to institutionalize what's working well, right? Yes. We recently ourselves did a force field analysis to really look at what we do very well and where are the gaps. And, you know, there's always pockets of information and in either someone's ability email or the way that they approach something. And as a sales leader, it's always the biggest challenge. Like, how do I extract, you know, extract that insight and those gems and yes. institutionalize them across the team? Is, are the insights also looking for things that are scoring well, that are getting good response? And then could I look at that and say, okay, this is the stuff that's working that we should try to like do across the board. Can exactly. you give us a little bit more insights on that? Is yeah, that exactly. No, it's absolutely, it's a, it's a huge point. So if you think about you know, a team of 10 salespeople, um, they all have some similarities and some differences, but fundamentally they're all, they're all doing their thing in your sales process, more or less, to try to close more business. Um, that's actually like 10 little scientists out there experimenting to try to see what's working or not. And so what we do within Yesware is we measure not only the activity, i.e. how many times did they send an email and things like that, but also the response, the result. How many times did a user open an email, did click a link, did, and most importantly, did they reply? And then we can associate those results with the messaging that the salesperson sent. 
And then we can say to the team manager, hey, of your 10 people, this is the best you know, prospecting email template out there. Like this prospecting email gets more opens with this subject line and more replies with this content than anyone else. Roll this out to your whole team. And the thing I love best about it is when the marketing people come at it and they're like, hey, wait, that's our job. Our job is to come up with the great language and the, and the messaging to get the word out. And we just say, great, let's test them both. Let's put both templates in there and let's have the team split up or send half and half and see which one works better. So it's a very data-driven approach to um, finding out what works. Sounds like a dream come true. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know how much time you end up spending. I know, man. yeah. Analyzing, looking at information instead of actually helping the team going out there and getting, getting more effective. It just has to be done. It's all manual. Uh, tell us a little bit about adoption. Uh, are people jump? I mean, people should be jumping on this. I don't. This is. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure everybody, all, uh, uh, Carlos is excited to try it too. But tell us a little bit about traction you're getting in the marketplace. What are some of the hurdles you're facing? Uh, how's the How's it going? Yeah, I mean, um, it's. First, I'll say to you and and all your fans and listeners, they know, like, it's not easy building a software company, you know, uh, it's, 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 uh, there's always challenges, there's always things going wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, the response has been really, really encouraging. Um, we've been at it for eight years, over a million people have downloaded and used yes, where we have, you know, tens of thousands of uh, 60 or 70,000, uh, you know, daily active users of yes, where we have thousands of seats at some very big publicly held companies like Twitter and Yelp and Box and many others. Um, we also have lots and lots of very small businesses and individual salespeople, agents and real estate agents and PR agents and people across the spectrum that use Yesware every single day. So it's really, as a, you know, as a salesperson myself, it's so gratifying to, you know, have, um, have worked hard to, you know, build a software tool that actually helps the salesperson do their job better. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Any stats you can share in terms of before and after improvements in either conversion or engagement, anything like that you guys track that you can yeah. share? Well, we've, we've worked with a um, number of our customers to try to figure out what where it moves the needle. And some of the places where it's really, our customers have reported really being more effective after using Sware is in um, time to connect. So one customer did a study and realized that because if you train your sales team to reply when someone opens their email, like to reach out to them when they're reading your message, you get about a 30% improved connection rate. Wow. Uh, yeah, which is a huge, huge gain um, when you're trying to find a, you know, a time when you're, you can both talk about something. Um, we've had, you know, we save our customers an average of uh, 1.5 hours a day in entering your data into your CRM. We basically take all that sales data entry stuff off the table, and that gives salespeople, you know, another 20 or 30% time to sell uh, every day. So they don't need to do the data entry, and it means that the companies that, um, you know, employ the salespeople get access to a tremendous amount of additional data they never really had before. So there's a, uh, there's a number of easy ways to tell the ROI story for Yesware, actually. Um, that, that has not been uh, as much of a problem. Um, Julio, Julio, sorry to interrupt you, but we have another question. Please go ahead. 
Sure. Uh, well, actually, this question is coming from our our very own Fausto, by the way, to you. <laughs> you know, our numbers guy. He's all all things data and analytics, right? Okay. So what Fausto is asking, this is a question for Matthew, of course. What he's asking is this. In the sales software space, how would you say that things like gamification and real-time data visualization increase transparency and awareness of the activities that matter most to revenue growth and success? Uh, wow, that's a really good question. Um, so I, I, my first startup was in the video games industry. So I'm, I'm very, and I, I love video games. I play video games. Uh, so I'm, I'm very aware and interested in the whole aspect of gamification of enterprise software for, um, you know, for business users. Um, I would say I have known a number of very focused gamification companies um, that have sort of rose and fall over the years because they're not adding enough business value. They're just sort of adding eye candy for, for monitors and, and companies. I think the real point of gamification is instead to kind of blend it seamlessly into the enterprise software such that it becomes a little more fun, um, but not necessarily like an, uh, a you know, AAA uh, video game. In terms of the real-time data, though, I think that's, that's much more impactful because um, you know what I like described how if someone's opening your email, that's a great time to call them. Um, that has to happen in real time. There's not a lot of room for you know five minute or twenty minute updates. It has to happen immediately in order for it to really work. So we have built Guessware from the beginning to be a real time system. And I notice now my screen is frozen. So yeah. talking about real time and the importance of it. Well, we can still hear you. We can still hear you. <laughs> we can still hear you though. Well, time is flying really fast. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm super impressed with this. I'm, I'm definitely curious to, to check it out and learn more. Um, I am, you know, uh, you've been at this for eight years and uh, curious to hear what's your journey been like as an entrepreneur trying to build something, you know, really actually you're, you're providing a value as a professional yourself, as a sales professional yourself. For everybody else what's that journey been like for you if you don't mind sharing that with us uh no i'd be happy to i mean it's um like i said it's 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 uh it's not always up and to the right <laughs> and uh and 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 it's it's often um very personally challenging you know what i find is that being um you know the ceo or being a leader at a company um often challenges me in ways that I sort of didn't expect. It sort of reveals blind spots and reveals areas where I sort of don't understand the impact of my behavior. So although it's been rewarding and, and helpful professionally, I would also say this time has been tremendously valuable just from a personal growth standpoint. I feel like I've, I've grown and learned a lot as a human being as well as, uh, you know, as a business person. So. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think I'm kind of spoiled, though. I think I'm going to have a hard time working for anybody else. <laughs> well, you've built something really fun and exciting. Uh, so we're happy to hear about it. We're going to definitely check it out. Um, if you were looking from the outside in and you had to give yourself some advice, 
what would you have done differently early on? <laughs> oh my God, how much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> usually I ask, do you have any words of wisdom? But I've asked it differently this time. <laughs> okay, so I mean, the thing, I, I think about that stuff a fair amount. Um, and the thing that I'm thinking most about now with regard to uh, what I've learned from this experience is that, um, especially at the onset, it's very, very tempting to sort of dodge the question of what's your target market because, you know, you just sort of don't want to predetermine it. You're sort of not really sure, you know, you know, you could build something and other people could like it and wouldn't that be great? And Yesware is very, we started Yesware that way. Hey, sales is a very big market. It's very dispersed. Who knows who's going to like it? Let's just build it for salespeople. And, you know, I think that's, and let the data determine, you know, where our target market is. And I, you know, it's hard to argue with what we've achieved, but on the other hand, I, I think we would have been faster to this point if we had been more explicit, even at the risk of being wrong about what our target market is. So I would suggest that folks who are thinking about starting a company or in the early days of starting a company, put your stake in the ground to say, these are the exact kind of people, companies, buyers, personas, locations, ages, demographics, whatever it is, be very, very, very narrow about the core target market that you're aiming for to make them really happy. Like I saw, I read this awesome book by Yvonne Chouinard is the founder of um, Black Diamond and Patagonia. And his core target market is the dirtbag hikers. The hikers who really don't care about anything else, they just want to get back in the mountains. And they live their whole life and they organize their job and their clothes and their apartment and their car and their relationships and their pets and their girlfriends and boyfriends all around getting back in the mountains. And that's the core target for Patagonia. Now, if you buy Patagonia stuff, you know that like, you don't have to be that person to love their stuff. But he says, if we can't make them happy, we're not going to make anyone else happy. And I just love that very distinct and clear target market. So I wish that we had been a little more focused about that, you know, six or seven years ago. Thanks. That's really great advice. It's amazing how many companies, especially software companies, develop an MVP, but fail to look at the minimal viable segment of that MVP. That's so a great lesson learned. Appreciate it. Time's always up when we're having a good time. Yeah. I'm going to pass it back to Carlos, who might have a few a few announcements, yes. and then back to Dulce. It's been a pleasure talking with you, uh, Matt, Matthew, and uh, I look forward to continuing our conversation offline for sure. Likewise. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you so much, everyone, Matthew. Uh, just a quick announcement before we wrap it up with Dulce, and this is about uh, the next interview that we have scheduled for this week, which is going to be on Wednesday, next this Wednesday, at exactly 1 p.m. Pacific. And the conversation is going to be with the senior vice president of engineering of a company called, it's a platform called Amava, uh, which is uh, uh, a platform that enables post-career professionals to discover their next move, their next gig. So I think uh, I think it's a, a new euphemism for old people, older people like myself and Tulio. <laughs> but so we should we look forward to uh, having this conversation with KP Naidu, the senior vice president of Amava. And uh, that's going to be again Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific. And the topic is going to be 
Uh, let me just double check real quick on what the topic is going to be about, and then I'll fill you in. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Okay, hold on one second. This is taking a little longer than expected because I need to dig it up. Uh, let's see. Quickly, Dilsa, tell a joke. <laughs> ah, yeah. My own name is a joke. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the sweet moon thing, right? <laughs> yeah. No, this is for some reason. It's, okay, here's the thing. Here's the interview again. KP Naido, Senior Vice President of Engineering at Amava. We're going to be speaking, talking about managing an engineering team at a startup. So it doesn't get any more relevant than that. So it's lessons from the last three years of creating and nurturing a team of contract software engineers. So that should be interesting. Wednesday, 1 p.m. Pacific. Stay tuned, cool. folks. And back to you, Dulce. Okay, so sadly, we're coming to an end for this edition of Dojo Live. Uh, we're going to say thank you. We, we want to say thank you to Matthew for this great conversation. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you next time at Dojo Live. And thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you to our audience. Uh, they're always loyal to us, and they see every Dojo Live that we uh, broadcast. Thank you so much, and see you next time. See you next time. Thank Bye, you, everybody. everyone. Bye. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com. <laughs>